Welcome to The Real Deal with Rhonda, a real estate podcast where we are committed to providing you with real insight into the Atlanta real estate market by sharing timely and relevant information that will equip you to be a better buyer and seller. This week on the show, Gene and Rhonda address a question that so many buyers have been asking, which is, should we buy now or should we wait until this market settles down? Gene and Rhonda answer that question and more on this week's episode of The Real Deal with Rhonda. Welcome back to The Real Deal with Rhonda podcast. We are back in the studio today with Rhonda. Hi, Rhonda. Hi, G. (laughs) Today's episode comes from the number one question of the day, and that is from buyers who are wondering whether or not they should buy now or wait. Wait until the market cools down, wait until prices go down, or until more houses hit the market. Rhonda, you know know the facts and figures. (laughs) Tell us. What do you think about buyers who are questioning whether they should buy now or wait? Yes. And we have had that question so many times. We thought, well, let's go on the podcast and talk about it. And we've had that question um, from a number of different perspectives. One is, you know, our buyers who have been in the market maybe since spring and, you know, they've they've been looking and looking, waiting for things to come on the market, maybe have made some offers lost out on multiple offer situations, right. and now they're growing weary. You know, mm-hmm. we, we spoke last week about buyer fatigue, and it's a real thing. You know, they're just tired of of being in the game and giving it their all and just not winning um, right. in those multiple offer situations. And so that's one group. Another group would be um, our sellers who are, you know, currently have their house on the market, maybe we're under contract or maybe we're thinking about putting the house on the market. We know it will sell quickly. And I'm having a, a, a pretty good percentage of our sellers say, you know what, we are going to go ahead and sell and take advantage of this strong seller's market, but we're not going to buy right now. We're just going to wait. We're, we'll go and rent or, you know, whatever, um, and, and just hold off for a bit. So, um, you know, and, and is that a good decision? You know, right. so that, that's something to consider. And then we have buyers who are just starting to think about buying and are saying, you know what, we're just going to wait until next year, until the market settles down and it's not such a strong seller's market. And, you know, those are all valid thoughts and right. concerns. Um, but I really think it's important for everybody to gather data. You know, I'm very much a data-driven person when we make these decisions. And I think it's important to keep our eye on the market. Like we've talked about, it's it's very fluid. It's right. changing all the time. Um, and so we can look at each of those. Um, and I guess, you know, we can start with inventory as a whole. You know, right. We know that the reason we've had a strong seller's market is because inventory has been so low. It's mm-hmm. not that there are that many more buyers in the market, even though we've seen an influx of out-of-state buyers, really it's just if you look at the numbers 2021 versus 2020 or even 2019, it's very simply lack of inventory and and for a very unique reason. Mm-hmm. And so we're starting to see more homes come on the market. It's a slow but steady pace of increased sellers. You know, some of it has to do with COVID. Some of it has to do with people being comfortable moving. Some of it has to do with sellers saying, hey, if we can get that price, we'll sell too. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so we're starting to see more inventory come on the market. And um, that is is helping our buyers a good bit. Do you think that the reason more sellers are not putting their house on the market right now is because they're thinking, where am I going to go? Exactly. And th- yes, that's so true. I mean, 
Yes. And, you know, that's only that's not helping right. <laughs> the inventory problem. And so, um, yes, yeah, so we have all of those concerns. Um, one thing I think we need to do also is look back on historical appreciation and then what is projected. Right. Um, there are a number of sources that would say that we are headed towards more appreciation next year. So if you're sitting on the sidelines thinking that prices will come down a year right. from now, I'm not so sure that's the best strategy. Again, my, my crystal ball is broken. It right. has been for a long time. <laughs> Everyone's is. Uh, but, you know, if you if you most of the top economists and analysts are saying d- don't anticipate price depreciation next year. Now, will we see more of a leveling, more of a balance between buyers and sellers? I hope so, because right. right now we just don't, quite simply don't have enough homes for the number of buyers in the market. But I do think we're headed towards a more balanced right. market. And so, so you're thinking that these houses who maybe say a house is overvalued right now at like 50000 just because of the lack of inventory, that even if it went back, it's not necessarily going to go back to 50000 less. It's still going to have appreciated 7% from its original value either way. Yeah. Well, you know, that's a great question. And and the first thing I'll say, Jean, is I've said this forever in that, you know, there's no such thing as a national real estate market. Sure. In fact, there's no such thing as a metro Atlanta real estate market. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> We're a, a very large metropolitan area and price appreciation varies um, by county, city, mm-hmm. in some cases, even neighborhoods, sure. school districts, all of those kinds of things. And so we really can't take one number and apply it across the board. But one thing that is interesting to note that um, I'll take North Fulton, for example, Alpharetta. You okay. know, we've been, we've talked a lot about Alpharetta because of the tremendous growth mm-hmm. that we've seen. You know, in the northern suburbs, we used to have a three to five percent appreciation a year. A nice, healthy, you know, steady growth. Well, in the last year, you know, we've probably seen prices go up, depending on the neighborhood, 15, 20, in some cases, 30 percent. So wow. huge jumps because right. of this inventory problem. And so, you know, yeah, will, will the houses go down if they've if they are been, being bid up 50, $100,000 or more now? Will right. they go back down to that original price? And I would say based on the information we have now, the answer is no. Right. And one of the reasons in, for Alfreda in particular is, you know, it is a growing, thriving mm-hmm. city now. And so while, it, you know, it used to be a sleepy little suburb, now there's so many tech companies there's so many, you know, you have Avalon and downtown Alfreda and all of these things. And so when people are flocking here from other states and cities right. and seeing all that it has to offer, um, some would argue that the prices have really been undervalued. Real estate right. prices have been undervalued and that now what we're seeing is the new set point. So that remains to be seen. But I think, yeah. you know, to anticipate huge drops in prices a year from now, enough to make you wait and sit on the sidelines, I don't think that's a good strategy. I, okay. I, don't, I, don't, I don't anticipate that happening. So where, what are you seeing as far as interest rates go? I know that we had been at an all-time low, so it created kind of an interesting situation where, yes, the houses are being a little overpriced, but then the interest rate is so low that the question a lot of our listeners had was, well, if I wait 
and the house price comes back down, but the interest rate goes up, will I end up paying the exact same amount <laughs> as I would have? What are you seeing with the interest rates? Yeah, that, that's another great point. And, you know, the rates certainly have been a, a, one of the many driving factors of this strong market we've seen. Um, but they've been low for, for some time. Mm-hmm. Now, all indications are that interest rates will are heading, they already are heading up. You know, we were dropping below two, I mean, excuse me, below 3%, down two and a half in some cases, with, wow. which is just unheard of. And now we're creeping up over three again. Um, there's four major entities that we tend to follow to track forecasting for interest rates. Um, Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae, National Association of Realtors, and the Mortgage Bankers Association. Okay, All four of those groups most recently predicted that rates will increase by the end of the year into next year anywhere from to 3.6 to 3.9 percent so pushing close to four percent which again is still very low historically but you know that that's something to think about and like we always say every person's situation is unique and different Mm -hmm. and so if you're sitting on the sidelines thinking about whether to buy now or buy later Let's sit down and let's do a financial analysis. Let's, right. you know, particularly if you have a home to sell, let's look at, okay, what can we sell your home for now? Um, what could we possibly sell it for a year from now? What are you looking to buy? You know, are you downsizing, upsizing, right. right-sizing? What is it? And then what does that look like in terms of your purchase, both in terms of what it would look like today and what it would look like a year from now? And so, for example, let's just take a, a home that's worth $500,000 in today's market. And um, we had, y- you were going to buy this house, okay? okay? So you're buying the house for $500,000 and it's worth $500,000 today. And then next year, if we apply the 7% appreciation, right. which I think is reasonable, now it's worth five thirty-five. So a year from now, if it increases in value by seven percent, that's thirty-five thousand dollars more, right. which is significant, mm-hmm. right? Now, if we have seven percent price appreciation plus we have an increase in interest rates, so you know, let's say you're getting an eighty percent loan at three percent, your monthly payment is sixteen hundred and eighty-six dollars. If you're getting an eighty percent loan at a call it a 3.9% interest rate, now your monthly payment is over $2,000 a month. Hmm. And that's before taxes and insurance. And that's just a rough example. Right. But it, it it just shows that not only if the predictions that we're hearing now come true, not only are you paying more for your home, but you're paying more in the long run, you have a larger monthly payment and you're paying a lot more over the course hmm. of that mortgage. And so... <clears throat> You know, yeah, that <laughs> kind of does make it seem like if you can wait and want to wait, then that that's fine. But that if you can't, now is just as good a time as any. Yeah, it's like if you found the house that that you like and you can get it now, there's not there's not much of a reason to wait because you might end up paying just a. It might break out to being the same price to you in a year. Right. Is that well what I, you're I, seeing? Well, I think the main thing is you know we we always talk about a home is. A financial investment, and, right. and certainly the the money piece of it is is very very important and a driving factor in the market. 
But at the end of the day, it's your home. And so what makes the most sense for you and your family? And when is a good time to move? And can you find, we can go, we can go out and find the right house for you. Right. Um, It may take a little longer than it normally would. And we might have to work a lot harder to not only find, you know, digging up off market properties, that kind of thing. And then sometimes battling it out through multiple offers. And we talked about how, you know, some of our tips on doing that, but we can find the home. The Mm -hmm. homes are out there. They may not be on the market, but they're out there right? (laughs) and we can find them. So, you know, I would just, I guess the message is don't sit on the sidelines anticipating that the situation will be better for you financially a year from now. And so, you know, if, if anyone's been sitting on the sidelines because all they hear about, you know, sellers are jumping in because they hear about it's a great market and buyers are falling out because they think it's just too chaotic and crazy and right. why would you ever do that? But um, many of our buyers have purchased successfully this year and they're in their yeah. homes and happy and have locked in on a fantastic interest rate for 30 years and, you know, a couple of Two, three years from now, they'll be very glad they did. Right. So that would be my message to everyone. It seems that there are perks to, to just even for buyers for taking advantage of the current market because that is a perk to the buyer, having a historically low interest rate. Yes. And they've been r- low for so long that I think we've grown accustomed. To- right. You think this is normal. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I remember when 6 and 7% was a great um, wow. rate. And so just do the math. You know, don't okay. make decisions. Um off the cuff, just based on what you're hearing, like let's in the, and we love to do this. We've said that before. We love to sit down with our clients and just analyze the situation, you know, do the pros and cons, do the math on all the different scenarios. Some of it is projections and, and guessing, right? <laughs> but we're doing it based on real data and real projections. Right. And so always love to do that with anyone. I think it's helpful too, you know, for people who are starting to look, which includes myself and my <laughs> husband, that, you know, by trying to look on our own, our resources are somewhat limited to like, you know, Z- Zillow and um, other websites like that. But like, if what you're saying is that there are homes that aren't even listed yet, um, which is a good reason why someone like us would want to get an agent because we don't have access to the homes that aren't listed yet. We don't know the other agents and we don't know what is about to come onto the market that isn't there already. So um, I know for us, it feels like what we're seeing online is very limited, but it's good to know that there actually are more properties out there. We just don't have access to them when we're going at it on our own. Right. Right. And I'm glad you brought up Zillow because one more thing about (laughs) Zillow. So just this week, Zillow announced that they had improved their algorithm. Okay. um, They had improved their margin of error to 6.9% nationally. Okay. Okay. So that sounds positive that they've worked hard to improve their margin of error in terms of value of homes. Well, 6.9, 6.9, do the math. <laughs> if you, you know, you use that same example of the $500,000 home, is right. it worth 500000 Is it worth 535 Is it worth four sixty five? It's a big difference. Which is it? You know, so 6.9, let's call it 7%. That is a significant difference. An algorithm cannot, the algorithm has not been in the home. The algorithm right. cannot value that home. So we usually talk about that from a seller's perspective, but also a buyer's. Like, so, you know, to be out in the market, and I know that everybody uses Zillow in terms of a search portal, 
don't rely on Zillow for valuations. Right. You know, if you're driving around town and looking at houses, you know, and Zillow says it's worth X, it it means absolutely nothing. Right. It, if you really like it and you want to see it, it's still worth talking to your agent and getting the actual and they'll facts. tell you what is the house really <laughs> worth? Really like, worth? you know, yes. what would you need to offer to get it? Right. That's good to know. Um, because I know even for us, we have been, you know, we'll drive down the street and we'll see a for sale sign in a house with, oh my gosh, such a cute house, great area. And we'll look it up on Zillow. And sometimes we just won't even bring it up. We'll just drop it right there because of what Zillow's estimate for it is. We're like, oh, well, that's not, that's not in the range that we're comfortable with. But it might actually be less or more <laughs> one way or the other <laughs> right. in one direction. But um, that's helpful to know as we're searching. Yeah. Don't rely on Zillow for pricing. <laughs> Great. Call us. <laughs> yeah, call, call Rhonda. <laughs> yes. Rhonda, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. Is there anything you would like to leave our listeners with today? Yeah. Just for our buyers. You know, there's. I think there's so many people out there who are sitting on the sidelines, putting off the American dream, putting <laughs> off, you know, buying their next house mm -hmm. because they have this idea that things will settle down next year. And I've been guilty of it. You know, earlier this year, I was saying, oh, yeah, maybe we'll just wait until things settle down. Well, as we sit today, there's no guarantee that that is going to be the case. Right. In fact, everything is pointing to homes will be more expensive and rates will be higher. So if you're unsure, if you need more data on your particular neighborhood, on your particular situation, we have great lender partners that can help with the pre-approval piece. Mm -hmm. um, we'd love to just have a conversation with you and we, it, we can help point you in the right direction. Awesome. Rhonda, thank you so much. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. We hope that you found this as helpful as we did. Be sure to tune in next week for the Real Deal with Rhonda podcast. <laughs>